Welcome to Two Therapists Talking. The hope for this podcast is to talk about important issues related to couples and individuals who are struggling in their lives with many different issues. I'm David Thompson, a marriage and family therapist. And I'm Sherry Christensen, marriage and family therapist. Please join us as we explore these issues together, and we hope you will learn and be enlightened along the way. Come find us at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast. Hi, and welcome back to Two Therapists Talking. I'm David. And I'm Sherry. We want to talk today about being our authentic self. Because this is yes. kind of a pop psychology it's concept a buzzword. Today. Yeah. What it means, what we think it means, and how it can help us mm-hmm. to understand it better. And what it definitely doesn't mean, right? <laughs> Maybe that's an easier way to define it, what it doesn't mean, right? Yes. Yeah. It's something that we see a lot, I think, with, uh, with clients coming in who um, are working on sexual addiction, compulsion, um, other types of things along those lines. We have this idea or this misunderstanding of, okay, what is my authentic self or not really understanding what it is? Doesn't that mean like who I really am? And doesn't that mean that what I get to kind of do whatever I want, act on my impulses whenever I want, whatever kind of comes up for me, I'm going to go with that and do that. Right. And I mean, I think it really is a buzzword. I think it is something that culturally we're talking about a lot as, you know, YOLO and, you know. Be your true self. Be your true self. Um, do your own thing. Uh-huh. Go your own way. Yes. And a lot of times, and, and I don't think inherently in those concepts that's necessarily a bad thing. I think we're pulling away from a very, uh, almost an opposite extreme. I think if you look back, you know, 60 years ago of a very, uh, duty loyal, um, concept, which again, also isn't necessarily bad or wrong. It's just when that's taken to an extreme and you don't get to be a person and have dreams or, or, things that you want to do with your life. Um, and it, you can get stuck in very unhealthy, abusive situations. If you're, you, you believe that that's the way I have to be. Right. So I don't think that we're, that the concept isn't itself necessarily is bad. Right. It's just, we need to kind of find the balance there because the extreme of that is, Oh, I get to do whatever I want, <laughs> indulge in whatever happens to pop into my brain at any given moment. So David, tell us what really being your authentic self is. Well, what I think it is. is, (laughs) What we've kind of talked about today is. We've kind of talked about this before. If you've listened to some of the other podcasts, I mean, we have a lot of themes, familiar themes that show up over and over. Well, because that's balanced and healthy living. Yeah. So I believe that your authentic self is living from a space of your values and what you, and and this can be a little tricky, but what you feel is best for you. 
that can be a little tricky because we can confuse what we want. Mm-hmm. If it's not good for us or if it is good for us, we still feel like it's what we want. Right. And so if we're living from a place of whatever I want, I think that's where you're coming from with do what you want, do your own thing, go your own way. Um, as long as it's something that you really, really want and there's nothing wrong with it or asking for it or trying to achieve it. This is a little bit different. I think living your authentic self is knowing who you are, having an identity that is healthy and based in reality. Mm-hmm. We, we talk a lot about mental health as a commitment to reality at yeah. all costs. Yep. And knowing yourself and knowing your values and then living from those values, which means really if you're being your authentic self, it's hard a lot. For yes. some, I think it comes easier. For me, my values don't come so easy. I know they're my values and I know they're important, but they do not come so easy. And so the world's perspective might be living true to you. It would always be easy. Right. Because it's just just what I want. It's how I feel. In this specific moment. Right. So the world's idea of being your authentic self shouldn't be hard, I think. But for me and my definition, um, it should be hard if you're doing it right. right. Not impossible. But hard because some things do not come very easily for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. It goes back to your 2.0 living, right? David 2.0 or Sherry 2.0, what your value system is, where you want to be and the person that you want to be. And and hopefully that is uh, another kind of, phrase that you can hear sometimes is that higher self, right? Right. Your, your values should lead you to a higher self. Yep. Your highest and best self, which we often refer to as 2.0. Right. So, so for example, my values, um, are gratitude, integrity, love, discipline, and spirituality. So these are not things that come easily to me. Some do more than others. For example, I think gratitude comes more easily to me. Mm-hmm. Um, integrity comes more easily to me. I think they're just natural that way. But being loving, discipline, not so much. And being loving especially is something that I think a lot about. So I think my authentic self is figuring out how to live from that place more and more and more. And how that should show up in my relationships. Right. So not easy, but rewarding when I'm living from those values. Yeah. And we've talked about values before, if you Mm -hmm. want. We have a podcast episode about values, and we go through some questions and how to determine these if uh, you're listening to this out of order, which is perfectly fine. But if you want to know more about the values piece, there is a podcast episode about that. Yeah. I like, and I like that concept of, okay, it is, it's work. It is a challenge to live in that space because it is, it's sort of this, oh, we can kind of do whatever. It's however I am right in this moment. And that doesn't ultimately bring us to our authentic self, right? our highest self. And so being able to sit with and figure out what our the core values that I think are important and that I want to aspire to 
is a process in and of itself. And then using those to guide and direct your life then becomes a challenge. Right. It isn't just this easy thing that we toss out there and, and kind of go fly by whatever direction that the wind is going <laughs> on any given day. In fact, I kind of think that is um, against your authentic self, mm. your true authentic self. I mean, when you think of authentic self, I always think of like little children who oh, yeah. are just, they're easy to forgive. They love easily. They're curious. They're imaginative. Um, when we grow up, we have a lot of stuff that starts to show up and we're, right. we're reacting a lot more to the world than when we're kids. Um, but it would be kind of sacrifice to live from your authentic self with this perspective or definition. So kind of the opposite of this, whatever you feel, you need to go with that. Nobody can tell you that that's not okay. And in a certain kind of a sense, that's true. Just maybe in a yes. different direction. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and that reminds me of uh, when uh, I have a daughter that's high-functioning autistic, and um, that comes with a lot of challenges when they're very young. And she would get really upset about whatever it was that she wasn't allowed to do or whatever, and she would just yell, but I want to do what I want to do. And I remember a moment where I had the thought, yes, she should be doing what she wants to do. Mm -hmm. And as a parent, my job is to help nurture her and help her understand the concepts that will lead her to a space where she is choosing her higher self, so to speak, where she's choosing all of that and not just, well, I wanted that in the store, so I'm going to go right. pick that up and stick it in my pocket. And that really was a thing. I, I literally, every time we went in a store, would have to pat her down <laughs> before we left. Because That's kind of normal, isn't it, for she, a lot of little kids? <laughs> well, it was like every time there was something in her pocket and every anytime we went anywhere... She would just pick up, like, I literally had to figure out how to return people's wallets. Mm. So, it, you know, it's a whole thing. Um, if it's shiny, you know, that, that part of her brain was like, <gasps> I need that. And it didn't matter how many times we had conversations about it. But, but that's the concept is, is that my job as a parent was to help her to be able to um, understand these concepts and values and things like that. And then she would be able to live from that higher mm. self. Yeah. And, and that's important. I think that's really important. I think especially as we move into recovery spaces, that can be a confusing concept for, um, for addicts, um, for, people who have compulsive behaviors that how do I figure out like what the real me is? Cause the real me really wants to That's go have sex right now or go masturbate or, you know, do any number of these things. And so I feel like that's my true me, right? So 
I think going back to this concept of your, your true me is what you really want in life in terms of those values, in terms of sitting down and figuring out this is the path I want to take and then acting from that value set. And if you've done that and you're already living in, like you've already chosen and figured out these are the values that I want and these are the, these are the actions that support that value system and that value base and you are still choosing the, these, some of these things, these, okay, I'm going to do whatever I want now, right? Anti-values maybe. Even. Maybe anti-values, <laughs> yes. Then that's good information for you and the people that you're in relationships with, right? That this is what I have decided. I've sat down, I figured things out, and this is what I'm choosing for myself. Is your, is your worth any less? No. Your worth is 100%, whatever you've chosen to do. You may find that as you continue to live in that consistent way in your life that it's going to greatly affect the quality of your life right. and the quality of your relationships, right? 100%, it will. You may not be in relationship anymore <laughs> if that's what you're choosing, yeah. right? Like casual sexual relationship with whoever I want, whenever I want. You know, you may not end up being in relationships, other close relationships. Or even just satisfied, Right. Right. I mean, your highest and best self creates a life that is the most fulfilling, the most meaningful, the most satisfying anyway. And I think we have a pretty good sense of that. We just mm -hmm. ignore that. We ignore when we're living a lifestyle or we have habits or patterns mm -hmm. that are against what we really want. It's mm -hmm. easier to just sort of not think about who we really are or what yes. our values are because we're not living them. And it can create a lot of cognitive dissonance or shame or guilt. And so we just kind of put it aside and don't want to know. Mm -hmm. Or lower those values or expectations, change them to fit within the framework of allowing us to do whatever. But there's a sense of, of really actually knowing like, uh, okay, let's just not think about it. Let's just not deal with it or whatever. Right. And so the quality of life absolutely is going to suffer there and that is everyone's opportunity to choose right we all get to choose that whatever it is that we want to live by and so does everyone else so if you're making some decisions and you've chosen to live against those values that you have that's okay you get to choose that your value your worth doesn't diminish but you're going to watch it affect the quality of life. And sometimes I'll have clients that come in that say, no, this is my true self. This is my, who I really am. And I say, okay, that's fine. You get to choose that. Your worth doesn't diminish. It is going to, it, it likely is going to affect the quality of your life. And sometimes they'll come in and want okay, this is how I want to do things. And I just want everybody else to be fine with that and, and allow that in the same space that we're currently occupying. And the truth of the matter is you do get to decide. You do get to choose. And so does everyone else around you. And so other people in your sphere may choose something else. 
They may choose. They may say, hey, yeah, your worth is 100%. You get to choose whatever you want. And I also choose not to be in a relationship with someone who's having casual sex regularly, right? right? I might choose that on the other end. Or they might say, hey, I am a person who values, you know, integrity and you haven't been having integrity. So therefore there needs to be more space or distance. Like I choose to have a relationship that has fidelity in it. I choose to have a relationship this, whatever it is that they are choosing for themselves in their life, they also get to choose that. And sometimes I see that discrepancy come in where someone comes in and says, well, I'm going to live my true self and this is what that is. And that means you have to just accept it and continue to engage with me in the same ways that we have been in the past or in the ways that I would like for that to continue happening. And that's where we run into that hang up is you get to live however you want. And so does everyone else. And so if you've made certain choices around that, then it may be that they choose something different as well. And that's okay. So sometimes we don't, we have this sort of discussion we have to have in therapy around. Yes, you get that. You get to choose that. If you've decided, hey, really, this is my authentic self in quotation marks, (laughs) or I'm choosing to follow this path, then you also have to understand that other people get to follow a path. And if they're not choosing to be engaged with that type of an individual, then your relationship is going to change. Right. Um, And you may find that you are still adjusting what your um, authentic self really is Mm -hmm. or what your values are, because it really ought to be uh, a welcoming, improving, connecting space versus one that necessarily is pushing people away or making them feel like they don't fit anymore. Right. Which should maybe give you pause and hopefully you give yourself permission to be in a place of discovery and trial and error to learning what that is. Yes. Yeah. And they change over time anyway. Mm -hmm. I would say my values now are different than they were 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's okay. But I'm working and this is a good question too. How do you know? How do you how can you tell what your best um, pursuits should be or what your best authentic self is? How do you know? Because we've been taught something all of our lives, probably family, religion, mm-hmm. um, and it was always culture. culture, definitely sort of a this is what's expected. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have a process of our own discovery, then it's not really going to be in us anyway. Yes. It's not going to be established. It's going to be something that we do, but possibly resent or do it grudgingly. And it doesn't really have hold. And so when it calls for sacrifice, we are not willing. So I think this is a good question. Yeah. Yes. It's definitely something that takes, I think, a lot of work and something that if you haven't ever done this own process of discovery with yourself and really understanding who you are and who you choose to be independent of any cultural, family, religious, whatever, you know, influence. Um, It's a really important thing to do. And it isn't. It's not easy at all to, to separate yourself from all of those uh, different cultural and, and, uh, religious and family influences to separate that out and say, okay, separate aside from all of that, 
what is it that I want? And sometimes we do. We go through a, an exploration space or or we should. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should. It's not even a sometimes thing. It, we really should go through that and determine for ourselves. You know, it's almost like the uh, the Amish society, right, where they will mm. send their kids away and say, hey, go try living otherwise. We don't want you to choose this if you're not actually choosing it. Yeah. And, you know, and maybe we don't necessarily need to totally go away and live on, you know, somewhere totally different than we've ever lived before and leave our families and kids and whatever. But there is a really critical moment of opting in to your own life. Definitely. It's a good way to put it. And I think a good guideline or baseline would be, um, and again, this is tricky, but it feels true and it feels good for you. Right. And that can be tricky because that's a little bit different sometimes than just doing what we want to do. Yeah. Or even, you know, a lot of times it can be easy to, again, kind of convolute that with like, oh, what feels good in this moment, right? Like that chocolate cake, eating that would, boy, that would really feel good in this moment, that whole thing, right? But you can, it's the insight to be able to look at who do I become under certain circumstances, right? What is the outcome? What is seeing down the road? Um, and is this the person that I want to be? Am I a person that eats a whole chocolate cake every (laughs) week, right? Or every day? Am I a person who indulges in these different types of things? So when we say feel good, we don't necessarily mean the physical sensations that come up for you. Right. Right. We're saying what in your center, in your core feels grounded, feels serene or peaceful. Right. Feels centered. Which honestly takes some practice to know. A lot. A You're not going to hear something like this and, and suddenly be in a place to know. And I would refer you not only back to the Values podcast, mm-hmm. but to the Dailies podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked before about mindfulness and meditation. Just a quiet, reflecting, pondering to arrive at a place of clarity around some of these issues. Yeah. Because I think that's the only way to really discover this authentic self that we're talking about when we have so much that immediately on the surface is something that we want. Yeah. And so it's really getting down past that, which can be a new experience for a lot of people. Yes. Yes. And I think food is a really good analogy. Anything sexual can be a really good analogy. Mm-hmm. Any instant gratification, you know, is yep. something to be aware of and very mindful of and careful of as you're going through this process. But it is, it does. It takes a lot of work. And I, I like that, David, that you said that, that if we're living at that authentic self level, it is a challenge. It is work. I think it should be. Right? Yeah. I think that's sort of a law of the universe, right? That you're working toward instead of 
devolving into chaos, right? <laughs> you're not you're not atrophying. Yes. Where, well, everything's just simple all the time. <laughs> Probably not your best place. Yeah. So just wanted to kind of throw this concept out there. We've been seeing a lot and get into it, delve into it, discuss it a little bit more. Hopefully it was helpful. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Two Therapists Talking. We look forward to sharing more conversations with you. Connect with us at twotherapisttalking.com or email podcast at twotherapisttalking.com. If you like what you're hearing, please get on and rate us and subscribe to the podcast.